Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Good day, good day, Kingdom Corner podcast devotees and followers. The great Matt Geib with you once again on this rainy summer's day here in the Pacific Northwest. I've been on a bit of a hiatus, or what I call parenthesis, in my life for the past two weeks. Um, On the 27th of May, we lost my mother, who has lived with us for seven years in in an apartment she built onto our house. Uh, The great Vera Elizabeth Nall, born January 25th, 1930, and passed on into her eternal realm and reward of glory on the 27th of May, uh, just over a week ago. And uh, I am just, we've just been reflecting and celebrating her life here in the Geib household, and I just, you know, in some ways it's hard to get back on the horse and do these podcasts. Um, You know, I still... Uh, I'm getting used to this again, and um, you know, God gave me a um, a word picture this morning of her, as I was sitting having coffee. That she was an anchor to this family, you know. She has uh, meant so much to us. She was kind of a silent, uh, loving person. She could talk a lot, and yet, uh, you know, she provided what I call what an anchor does: stability, security, support, comfort. And you don't see an anchor. I mean, it's not right out there in the open necessarily. It's below the surface, and that's kind of what her life was like. She was just a a powerful, supportive person. Um, She wasn't way out there in front with people. You know, she could talk, like I said, but she was, um, you know, just a very beautiful person, uh, was brought up in the church, was a member of Diamond Hills Baptist Church in Mansfield, Ohio for 40 years, had many dear friends, and sure made an impact on my life, you know. I was adopted by her and my father in April of 1958 when I was about two and a half, and um, she just made a real impact on my life. She was steady, established, firm in her life, you know, and very firm in the ways of God. So that's my tribute to Vera Elizabeth Nall. I just wanted to shout out to her, and she's up there rejoicing, I'm sure, today in, in heaven with the saints. And today I have a real treat for you. I, I really was at a loss of what I was going to teach. I do have a, I want to get back into Philippians, and yet... Um, I just felt like I wasn't ready for that yet, but, um, you know, I've had the privilege in the last, actually four years now, to be part of a young man's life. Another shout-out I'll give to Tyler Frick. He's been on here, I think, twice and interviewed on the Kingdom Corner podcast, and, uh, you know, he brought me in, or brought a lot of us into the King's Company, and through the King's Company the last year, he established a school with his teachings that we, a lot of us have had a wonderful time being a part of, the King's Company Kingdom Life Coaching School. And I've had the awesome privilege and honor to teach there since um, the end of February 2020. So it's been like now two and a half years. 
And we've taught over, on Fridays we have a Bible lesson that I would teach uh, every Friday at um, 10 o'clock Pacific time in the school, in the King's Company School there. And we have over 90 lessons that we've taught there, and I'm so excited to say uh, in the last six months we've brought on other teachers that I and the coaches and Tyler have helped raise up, and they teach in the school on a weekly basis. They teach. Uh, I, I turn it over to them every Friday, and they teach. Uh, I still teach maybe once or twice a month, and I'm so excited to bring you um, a young lady's message today, why Trina Smiley Wright, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful prophetic individual, probably a prophet, but definitely a teacher. And I'm going to take you into our class that we had this last Friday, and I'm going to let you listen to why Trina. Such a powerful, powerful message. You won't want to miss it. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, listen closely. Take good notes. And this will be why Trina, Smiley Wright, back to the basics. Hello, hello, everybody from the King's Company Kingdom Life Coaching School, the great David Hetzfelder, the great Ritrina Wright, and the great Matt Guyber with you this morning. We have a wonderful lesson prepared for us, I know, by Ytrina. So without further ado, I'm turning it over to her. Hi, everybody. Um, it's been so long, um, but I am so, so, so grateful. Um to share what uh, God has placed in my spirit um, these last couple of days. Um, I spoke to Matt a couple of days ago and he asked for a title. And I was like, whew, I'm still praying about what God wants me to share. Um, so I said I didn't have a title, but yesterday, um, God gave me the title called Back to the Basics. Um, and uh, I don't have a slideshow like I did last time because this is more of a, a prophetic uh, type of teaching or word. I don't really know how to uh, name it, so to speak. Um, but uh, I'm going to just pray us in. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, Father God, that you know all things. We thank you, Father God, that your ways are above our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, Lord God, and your plans are far greater than our plans could ever be. Father God, we come before your throne boldly, Father, seeking you, seeking your face, Father God, um, just wanting for your will to be done your perfect will to be done, your good will to be done, Father God. Um, and I just pray right now, Lord, that um, the words that you would have me to speak will flow from um, flow from my mouth, Lord God, that I would speak it as exactly as I heard it, Father God, um, and that it will be received, Father God, by your people, Father. We just thank you so much. Um, we thank you so, so, so much for who you are again, and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, yes, so it is called um, Back to the Basics, and um, it's actually 
going to be based out of Matthew mainly. So we'll be going from a diff- like different chapters throughout, um, throughout Matthew, but we are going to start with Matthew chapter 28, um, starting at verse 16. And this is the Great Commission. And I'm going to read verse 16 through 20. And it says, I'm reading from ESV. It says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, And so we're going to start with verse 16, where it says um, that the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Um, what I, what I hear, um, in the spirit, um, for this season, this upcoming season is that, um, the harvest is ready. The harvest is plentiful and we, um, and, and this is a word that he's giving me specifically for, um, TKC. Uh, because I have been uh, just really just pressing in in order to um, know exactly what he would have me um, to teach on today. And so um, I really, I really hear that the the harvest is plentiful, um, but the laborers are few. Um, And we are being we first off are being prepared as disciples. We are getting all of this knowledge. Um, we're getting so much knowledge and prayerfully understanding with the knowledge that we're receiving so that we can go to the mountain that he will send us to. So that when the harvest, um, when the harvest does begin to take place, will already be there in order to um, do exactly what the Great Commission says. Um, so it says, they went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And so it, it's going to be very imperative um, as disciples um, to go where Jesus has directed us. Um, and even when we look at, look at this word directed, we can, you know, just think of our own English language, but we're going to look in the Greek, which I'm going to shout out coach um, Sakira. I love you so much. Um, I'm going to shout you out because I absolutely love studying with the blue letter Bible app. Um, But it says um, to be put in order. This is the definition. It says to be put in order to station to place in a certain order, to arrange, to assign a place, to a point. 
um, to appoint a thing to one. It says to ordain. It also says to appoint on one's own responsibility or authority. And then this last, um, the last definition says to appoint mutually, to agree upon. And so this last definition to agree upon, it will have to be where we come into agreement with, um, with where God is sending us, okay? Um, wherever God is um, saying that this is where I want you to be, um, we have to come into a mutual agreement with the Father um, so that our, our hearts are open to, um, to receiving the, the harvest because we all know that sometimes um, sometimes where God sends us is not always where we would most desire to go or to be. And so um, the first thing that we have to do is to agree with God and to come into a mutual agreement with where he is going to appoint us because where he will have us to go is exactly where the harvest will take place. Um, and so that is the first, um, that's the first point, so to speak. Um, we're going to go back to the scripture into verse 17. It says, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted, um, that, that this scripture right here is just speaking on, um, you know, some of us are still going to doubt that we've been chosen to go out to do this. Some of us are going to welcome it with open hearts, open minds. We're going to worship him. We're going to thank him that he's chosen us and some will doubt, but it does not, um, it doesn't exclude you from being chosen as one of his disciples. Um, that that's being sent out to, uh, you know, tend to this harvest that is about to, um, you know, they are ready. Um, they're ready. They're ready to receive Christ. They are ready to obey. They are ready to walk with God and to be discipled by you. Um, to really be discipled by you. And it doesn't mean to just like, we'll get into that. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. But um, we're gonna go on to verse 18 where it says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Um, and this is just a re reminder that no matter what, you face, no matter what you encounter, all authority belongs to our God. So yes, um, it may look hard. It may look strenuous. It may look um, as if, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not working in your favor, but I will say um, because all authority 
belongs to our God, uh, we can trust and truly just have faith and lean on the fact that it's not dependent on us, but it's mainly dependent on Jesus Christ. We can do nothing apart from him. We can do nothing apart from his spirit working inside of us and us, again, mutually agreeing with God. Um, And God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all going to agree with one another. So the more we, um, the more we just lay down our own wills, the easier it'll be to take up God's will and to see the harvest and the fruit that is already, um, already prepared. It's already prepared for us. Um, and so this takes me to, uh, I'm going to do verse 19 and 20 together. Um, but it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, so this first go, therefore, um, when it says therefore, it means that uh, right before it, there was something very important that you needed to take hold of, which we know is that the authority belongs to Christ. So because authority belongs to Christ, he says, go, therefore, he says, so go. So, so go and be ready to make disciples. Um, and uh, just so that we can remember what a disciple is, um, it means to follow his precepts and instructions. Um, and then to make a disciple, it means to teach and instruct. Um, I, I truly believe that God is going to be releasing a teaching anointing. Um, it, it doesn't mean that you'll walk in the office of a teacher, but he will grace, he will grace you to teach um, because he commands us to make disciples. And because he commands us to make disciples, in order to make disciples, we have to know how to teach. Um, and so I suggest um, I suggest we all lean in, um, truly, truly, truly lean in to this grace and this anointing of, of teaching because it is going to be imperative um, that we learn how to teach like Jesus and teach only what Jesus is, um, is, equip, is equipping us to teach and, um, you know, appointing us to teach. Um, we're going to go to, um, we're going to go to Matthew chapter five. Um, is it Matthew chapter five? Yes. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter five, um, starting at verse 21. And we're not going to go through everything, so to speak, but these are things that God wants us to um, 
teach the disciples just as he taught the disciples. Um, <clears throat> and so the Sermon on the Mount was um, very imperative. It was very, 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 um, it was, it equipped them to walk like Jesus. It equipped them and it still is equipping us to, um, to walk in the ways of Jesus, to be Christ-like. Um, and of course we can do nothing, like I said earlier, we can do nothing apart from from Jesus and from the Holy Spirit. Um, so even when things get a little difficult, prayer and the word is going to be um, those two things that um, kind of gets us back into that submission. Um, it gets us back into that submission. And so as it pertains to the Great Commission, Jesus tells the disciples, and he tells us as well, because we are also disciples of Christ. So he tells us to teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And we know that nothing that he, he commanded them then is he's also commanding us to do. And so now it's as if he's commanding us to do the exact same thing. So um, this first topic is anger. Um, and I know there's a lot, there's a lot of talk, especially, um, I can't speak for everybody in their communities, but I know in my community, uh, there's so much talk on, oh, do we still, like, do we still have to obey the law? Like, what does this mean? And what does that mean? And what is the law today? And da 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 da, you know? Um, but when Jesus came, he reiterated the law, but he 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 gave us a a, a more uh, a deeper conviction, not just um, you know do not anger or you know certain things in the Old Testament, but with the New Testament because we have the Holy Spirit, uh, there's a lot more expected of us. And again, I am always going to keep iterating that this is with the help of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this in our own might. We cannot do this in our own strength. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. So we have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Um, and so in Matthew chapter five, verse 21, um, it says, you have heard that it was said, to those of old, you shall not murder and whoever murders who will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. And so that's just one of, um, that's just one of the things that as disciples, not only should we be 
walking in that. But as we go out to teach disciples and to raise up other disciples, we are also to teach um, exactly what Jesus taught um, the 11 disciples on um, the, the, you know, well, it wasn't 11, it was 12 then, um, the 12 disciples um, when they were on the mount, on the mountain, sorry. Um, So of course, we're not gonna go through the whole thing, but I am gonna touch on the topic. So anger, it's basically to say, God cares about, let's, let's remember the, the two, um, the two commandments. Remember the first one is to love God with your whole heart, your whole mind and all of your strength. And then the second one is just like it to love your neighbor as yourself, love your brother as yourself. Um, and so all of these things that he's teaching us, it aligns with the two greatest commandments, um, which is to love God and then to love others as you love yourself. Um, So the first topic was anger. The second topic was lust. We're not going to read through all of this, um, but this is just to give you like a, you know, like when you go out, it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to teach? But he's saying, go back to the basics until you hear, um, you know, until you hear something more, like we see that our great apostle, uh, Tyler, which we love so much, um, you know, he has a, a mandate to to tear down um, these false, these false uh, mindsets that, you know, people have in the kingdom that aren't really true. Uh, he helps us to know the difference between uh, angelic beings and demons. And, you know, he has a specific mandate, but I'm sure before that mandate, he was making disciples and, um, you know, going back to the basics. So for us, he's saying, just, just go back to the basics and I will continue to, uh, to move you forward, going from glory to glory, to teach them so much more. But first things are always first. And that is to, um, for, for them to be true disciples. Um, and it's not just to say like, you know, we can all accept Christ and have salvation, but to truly be a disciple of Jesus Christ, it does come with a lot more. And so um, you can find all of those topics from chapter five until verse, I mean, until chapter seven, I believe. Um, It goes all the way through. So there is anger, lust, divorce, oaths, retaliation, loving your enemies, um, giving to the needy, how to pray, um, fasting, laying up treasures in heaven, not being anxious and worried about things in life. Um, These are all things that, you know, we as disciples, we constantly need. Um, I know for me, I am always running to Matthew, always running to this because it gives us the exact instructions on what to do in every single day life, you know? 
don't get me wrong. I truly believe in the spiritual um, and in spiritual just warfare and encounters and all those things. I truly believe in it without a shadow of a doubt. But how many of us really know that every single day um, you may have a, a couple encounters a day, but every single day you definitely encounter a neighbor. You definitely encounter a brother. You definitely encounter a situation where you have to show the love of Christ. And so um, we are definitely going back to the basics because it is time for us to truly show the world for the world is groaning for the children of God to be made manifest in the earth. And the way the word says that the way that they know us is by our fruit, you know, it's, it's by our fruit. Um, and so it, it is going to be imperative that even as we are um, making disciples that we remain disciples ourselves. Um, and um, the other topics are judging others asking and it'll be given to us the golden rule and um, a tree and its fruit, how to, you know, how to know a good fruit from a bad fruit um, and, you know, building your house on a rock. These are all things that, you know, needs to be foundational, um, needs to truly be foundational when we are making disciples and as we are walking out our discipleship in the world. Um, and so I want to go back to verse, uh, not verse, but chapter five, where uh, in the beginning, where it says the Beatitudes, I truly believe, um, I heard God say this morning that the Beatitudes is uh, his disciples fruit. Um, yes, we have fruit of the spirit. We definitely have fruit of the spirit, but um, the fruit of discipleship and making disciples is to be blessed, is to be blessed. Throughout our walk and throughout our uh, going out into all the world and making disciples, um, we will be blessed. No matter which uh, season you find yourself in, which um uh, what you are experiencing and going through in that time, whether you are poor in spirit or whether you're mourning, whether you are having to find yourself to be meek um, and humble and gentle, or you are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, or you're finding that you have to be more merciful or like we should all be pure in heart as we are going forth. Um, and as we find ourselves being peacemakers, as we find ourselves being persecuted, you know, as we find ourselves get going through all of these different things, our fruit is that we will be blessed. And um, this word blessed is so funny because my shirt actually says blessed and I wasn't going to wear it, but I, I knew that I am. Um, I heard God say this morning, um, I found it in my, like, I have a bag in my room with some clothes in it. And um, I was like, oh, why is this shirt in here? Mind you, all of my clothes are like folded up and, you know, put in my bin and everything. But this shirt was 
in this bag. And I'm like, okay, why, why would you have me to wear this shirt? And so I wasn't going to put it on, but about 30 minutes before we started, I heard, I heard God say, put on the shirt. And so I, you know, as I was taking a shower and everything and getting prepared, um, he reminded me that we were going to go over the Beatitudes and, um, the main thing in the Beatitudes is that they are blessed. They're all blessed. Blessed with different things, of course, but blessed is um, blessed is the fruit. And blessed means it means happy. It means fortunate. It means well off. Extremely blessed. Um, and we will in Jesus' name, be blessed. No matter where you find yourself, no matter how much you find yourself mourning in the process of you making disciples and going forth and doing as the Lord has called you to do, um, you'll be blessed. You'll be happy. People won't understand where um, your happiness is coming from. And I know the world says, you know, happiness is dependent on what's happening you know, but that's not what the word says. The word says, blessed are those who mourn. And though you're mourning, there's still a sense of happiness inside of you. There's still a sense of happiness while you're hungering and thirsting for righteousness in and through yourself and in and through the disciples that God would have you to disciple. Um, <clears throat> and so, it is, it is, it is a fruit. It is something that we should look forward to, to be blessed. It is not bad to be blessed. And I know there's so many things going on in the world where, um, you know, it's like, well, are we truly blessed? But we truly are. We truly, truly, truly are. And um, those that we are helping along this journey of discipleship will also um, will also be blessed um, in Jesus' name, of course. Um, and so that's what he wanted me to share about the Beatitudes. Um, next, what I am going to share is um, out of Matthew chapter twenty-two. And it is the parable of the wedding feast. So we know, or I don't, we sh I don't know if we know, I don't want to assume, but um, I'll just, let's see. Okay, I'm going to read the parable. So it's from chapter... 22 verse 1 through 14. And it says, and again, Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves 
have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there was a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In this place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. And so, um, again, like I was saying that the harvest, the harvest is plentiful. And so he sent out, this is the king. The king is God. The son is Jesus Christ. The wedding feast is, you know, judgment and, you know, all that great stuff. Um, But he sent out his servants. He sent out his disciples. We are his disciples. He sent them out um, to call those who were invited. We know now because of Jesus Christ, all have been invited. Um, And also because the Jews didn't accept Jesus. Um, but praise the Lord, um, we've all been invited. And so, um, yeah, he's sending us out to invite them, invite them to the wedding feast, invite them to the table, you know? And um, this one thing I, I, I really want us to look at um, in verse 11 and 12, it says, but when the king came in, to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. As God is sending us out as disciples, um, I believe that this is, um, this is instruction for us to be able to equip those that we are inviting to have on the correct garment. Um, It is to fully prepare those that God is sending us to, to have on the correct garments. Um, And I know that we can just say, well, you know, we we got them saved. They said they accepted Jesus. They said, you know, they said they accepted Jesus. All they had to do was confess with their mouth and believe in their hearts. And, uh, you know, they're ready. But how many of us know that that's not all that it takes? Yes, for salvation, absolutely. 
the word is true, but we also know that it comes with obedience, walking in obedience, walking with the Father, walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit, being transformed, being renewed, um, being made over. You know what I mean? And so um, every time I say, you know what I mean? I just think of lovely, lovey. Lovey, I, I just love you so much. Every time I say, you know what I mean? I think of you. Um, and it's like, I can hear you. Um, but um, yes, we are, God is equipping us. God is equipping us to equip others. Um, and it's so that they are fully, fully prepared. They have on the right garments. They're walking in the righteousness of Christ and not in the righteousness of the world or their own righteousness um, at all, but it's the righteousness of God. Um, and righteousness means the right way according to God, according to the kingdom of God and what his word says and nothing else, nothing else but his way. Um, and so I am almost done. Um, so outside of, um, outside of equipping them, I believe that God is also preparing us to um, to sow and water seeds, and He will be the one that gives the increase, right? And so this takes us to Matthew chapter thirteen, um, where it's the parable of the sower. Um, the parable of the sower and i'm actually going to read the explanation of it um so i'm going to start at verse 18 until 23 it says here then the parable of the sower when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart this is what was sown along the path as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold, in another 60, and in another 30. And I just, I just truly believe that God is saying that we are going to encounter so, so many different, uh, so many different uh, people. And we have to be able to discern, so to speak, 
what type of um what type of ground they are you know um you know before jesus uh ascended and he uh was it before he ascended or before he was crucified i think it was before he was crucified i'm sorry before he was crucified he prayed for his disciples remember that um he prayed for his disciples and um he prayed not that they would be taking taken out of the world but they would be able to handle everything you know that would come their way because of uh their relationship with god and so i believe that god is saying this is a chance in wisdom and uh in with discernment not judging things based on how the world judges things but truly judging righteously and judging based on uh on how we're being led by the spirit um but it is going to be a way for us to discern the type of soil we are uh sowing these seeds on when we realize that they're not understanding not for us to keep pushing past it and to try to just get to the next lesson or try to just get to the next thing but to really pray that there will be understanding in a in majority of the books that uh Paul wrote in the New Testament uh he always let them know i've been praying for your understanding to be enlightened for your understanding um for you to have understanding of spiritual things excuse me of godly things and so this gives us um this this gives us strategy you know there is i i i just find it so 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 loving of god to not just send us out and say do this but to give us strategy like he loves us so much he gives us everything everything that we need he he provides us with it and it's not just the material things absolutely he will provide us with all that we need to be able to to do what he needs us to do uh in the natural so to speak so like materialistic things but um in Ephesians chapter 1 it says we've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing So everything that we need we've already been blessed with it. Now it comes to a place where we are dependent on God to receive those things. Um to actually receive the understanding and to to walk others through understanding when we see that the seed is falling on um just the concrete the 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 just the path of the concrete pretty much um and then when we see that maybe the seeds that we're sowing um are falling on the rocky ground where there is no root you know we can go back to the basics of rooting them helping to root them and praying for strategy on how to get them rooted in the things of God so that 
when tribulation comes because we know tribulation will come. Just being a disciple of Christ, tribulation comes, you know? Um, we know that we have to get back to the basics of being rooted in the word, being rooted in our relationship, being rooted in um, in the truth, in the truth alone, um, not listening to doctrines of of devils that says, oh, we can command this thing to happen. No, we can't. Um, I mean, you can try and you can get it out of God's timing if you want, but I don't suggest that. I really, I really don't suggest that at all. Um, because who wants a blessing outside of God's perfect timing um, at all? I know I don't, um, but that's not what we're talking about today. I don't know why the Lord had me to share that, but um, we definitely don't want a blessing outside of God's perfect timing. Um, so when we see that our seed is being sown on uh, you know, the, the rocky ground, we know that, hey, there is no root here. So again, we got to go back to the basics, right? Um, and then when it gets to the thorny ground where uh, the worries and cares of this world is, um, you know, taking us, it's uprooting, it's uprooting them, it's uprooting those that we're trying to disciple, even uprooting us, we can go back to the basics of remembering that even in, I think it's in Matthew chapter six, uh, says not to be anxious, um, about anything. He teaches us how to pray, um, you know, how to keep knocking, how to keep seeking. Um, he teaches us how to be grounded in the truth so that those things are not uprooting us. And we will be able to help those that we are being sent out, um, to disciple, um, and to make disciples, um, we'll be able to also help get them rooted in the truth, in the truth of the word of God. And then that last, um, that last group is the good soil. We'll know, we'll know, we'll see, we'll be able to discern that this is good soil and to keep covering them, keep praying for them keep encouraging them, keep exalt, like exhorting them and building them up. Um, and of course, we're not doing this again in our own strength and our own might. We know that we have Jesus interceding on our behalf. He is seated at the right hand of God even now, but we're also seated in heavenly places. And so, um, this is uh, the teaching that God gave me today about getting back to the basics for our, um, our own discipleship, but also so that we are able to truly disciple those that he will, uh, he will bring our way. Um, he will definitely, definitely bring our way because the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. Um, but I truly believe that whoever is willing to receive this word and you go directly to our father and say, I am willing to be a co-laborer. I am willing to be a co-laborer. Um, he's already equipped us. 
He's already equipping us, even as we are gathered in uh, the King's company. Um, but he will, he will continue to equip you and he'll continue to take you from glory to glory and faith to faith. And that is the end of um, Back to the Basics. So, yes. Wow. That's another one that that just leaves me speechless, Trina. There's this is so power packed with so many things in here. I could just listen to you teach on these things all day. I can tell you've really hid yourself in the word of God. I mean, this just flowed. There's so much in here. It's simple and yet it's really weighty, if you know what I mean. Yeah. A lot of depth here. Um, I, I'm just kind of in awe. I, I've been writing notes like crazy. So many good things. Amen. Wow. This is another must listen for everybody. <laughs> David, do you have any comments? I only, even though I know many of you in the King's Company are um, nearing the end of your uh, time here and I'm still right in the middle of it, but still, this is an on-time word for me because I know that God is getting ready to move me into a new position as well. So I thank you for that. Mm. Wow. I, I just, huh, I'm going to type some of these things up and put them in the file, in the file section, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Unless you had notes you wanted to share. No, I actually, I like God just gave this to me um, yesterday. And uh, I just spoke as I heard. Um, So this is so powerful. I don't. I'm going to have to just spend some time in prayer and in the word on this one, because there's so many things that I just. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to take away from what you brought. It was so powerful, I think. So, oh, thank you so much. That was such a timely word, you know. Oh, my. Wow. God wants to prepare us, doesn't he? Wow. You know, what is that you said? Uh, If we want to make a disciples, we have to be disciples, too. So. And there's so many other things you brought, you know, I mean, I, I can't help but think of the one picture and then I'm going to quit of, I relate some of these things like you probably all do to different things in your life, these spiritual principles, uh, to, to what the great football coach Vince Lombardi used to do at the beginning of every training camp. He had a championship team. They'd won many championships, but he'd take out the football right at the beginning of the camp. And these are guys who'd won championships. And he'd say, gentlemen, this is a football. (laughs) And there's a lot of champions in the, uh, we all are, in the King's Company. But, it, you know, nothing to take away from saying, how do you say it? Like Tyler says, we don't want to just always go back to the basics, but we still have to review them and have them in our heart. We never want to forget them. And uh, there's so many things you brought. I mean, wow. Um, 
I can't, I'm just in awe. So thank you. Did you, uh, would you uh, just pray us out before we leave? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. So Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father God, so much again for your sovereignty. We thank you, God, that you are good and perfect and holy. We thank you, God, for this on-time word, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that it resonates with the hearts of your people, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for using me as a vessel. Father, I pray that all that will hear this message, Lord God, no matter um, the replay, uh, new people coming in, uh, older people coming back in to listen to something new and fresh, Lord God. I just pray, Father God, that your word will take root in their hearts, Lord God, that they will come back to you, Father, to see exactly where you would direct them with this word, Father God, and that they will go forth in faith, Father, to do as you said, to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit, and commanding them, teaching them, and instructing them to do all that you've commanded us to do, Father God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the King's company, that the fruit from the King's company, Lord God, will be a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold, Lord God. Father, I pray for a deeper understanding. I pray, Father God, that we would all walk in wisdom, that we will all walk, Father God, in humility, Lord God, that we will all walk depending on your Holy Spirit. Yes. Father, as we go forth for the rest of this day, Lord God, I just pray that we take time to sit with you with this word, Lord God, to really get our instructions from heaven. I thank you, Father, so much again for your love, most importantly, because it is so sweet. It is so kind. It is so gentle, Lord God. We thank you and we love you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, and we will see you all next week or whenever you can get back here. And yeah. I look forward to seeing you again in another month, by Trina. This was so good. Amen. Well, you guys God, have a great day. Yep. God bless you all. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Guybe. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.